Yes. Verse number nine. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me or with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Hallelujah. Mm. And God granted his request. I want to use for a thought today, why not disappoint enemies? Did you get that? Why not disappoint your enemies? Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, why not disappoint your enemy? Tell your tell your neighbor on the other side of your neighbor. Why not disappoint your enemies? Lord, I thank you for the word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. I thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Your words are spirit and they are life. So thank you for sending your spirit and sending life to those of us who were here today. We hear you say, he that hath an ear, let him hear what your spirit says to the church. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Why not disappoint your enemies? I was led back to this passage of scripture today. I mentioned it in the last message in the last two Sundays, but I was led back to this passage of scripture today because there is another message in this um, for people today, for us today. This passage, this passage is filled with implications for the person who's willing to see beyond their difficult circumstances to the potential in God for greater, for bigger, and for better in this world. Hallelujah. In this world. We're not talking about waiting until you get to the other side this morning. We're talking about this world. In the here and the now. And as I reflected on these words, I'm reminded I'm reminded that Jesus even said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. This passage of scripture shows us, listen to me good now. This passage of scripture shows us how Satan came to steal from this man, from Jabez. How he came to kill Jabez's hopes. Jabez's dreams and Jabez's aspirations. How Satan had come to 
destroy Jabez's life even before he had a chance to really begin life. I want you to listen now. I want you to pay attention this morning. I, I say that because uh, his own mother, Jabez's own mother, speaking out of maybe spiritual lack, spiritual depravity, speaking out of her pain, uh, 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 <clears throat> spoke defeat over Jabez's life, spoke destruction, spoke underachievement, spoke low self-esteem, spoke low productivity. Jabez's own mother spoke struggle, spoke lack, and spoke limitation over him at the very beginning of his life. At the very beginning of his life. Somebody say, at the very beginning. You see, some stuff you face in your adulthood came as a result of what was spoken over your life and the circumstances of your life at the very beginning of your life. She spoke this over him before he was able to crawl, before he was able to really think for himself. She spoke this over him before he was, he was able to determine if he had any skills or any abilities that would help him succeed in life. She spoke this over him before he went to school, before he sat under the rabbis, before he knew anything about God, before he had ever, ever had a chance to pray. His mother prophesied that this child, that his life would be filled with sorrow and would be filled with pain, amen, from the very beginning of his life. And every time Jabez spoke his name, Jabez heard pain. Jabez heard suffering. Jabez heard grief. Jabez heard, Jabez heard limitation. Jabez heard life. Every time he spoke his name, every time somebody came to him and said, Jabez, Jabez heard lack. Jabez heard suffering. Jabez heard pain. Every time. Every time. Before he ever had a chance to make any determinations for himself. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Every time he wrote his name, every time he wrote, you know, you go to school, I don't know what they did back in those days, but you go to school and you have to do a paper. You got to put your name on the paper. And every time he wrote his name, he was writing pain. He was writing suffering. He was writing lack. He was writing low self-esteem. He was writing limitation. Every time, every time he thought about his name. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Because his mother said, I birthed you in pain. Now, we know that childbirth is painful, but apparently in this situation, it must have been an exceptional extra pain that she was going through. Maybe she, maybe she, she, she was at the point of death, whatever it was. But can you imagine that when you think about your name, When you think about your name, you're thinking lack. You're thinking limitation. You're thinking struggle. You're thinking hard times. You're thinking heartaches. Every time you think about your name, every time. Oh, God. So you see, this is nothing but the enemy's attempt to abort Jabez's destiny. 
from the very beginning. This is nothing but the enemy's attempt to destroy him from the very beginning. Oh, Lord. But, 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 but what we see in this passage is that it does not matter what people say about you. Ooh, it does not matter what label people may put over your life. It may not even matter what is prophesied negatively about you if it does not come from God. Does not matter. Hmm. You have a lot to say about your own destiny. You have a lot to do with your own destiny. Hallelujah. You, you have or you can have access to the one who can stop the enemy and the enemy's plans right in his tracks. You have access Ooh, to the one who can turn your midnight into morning. Hallelujah. Or into day. And who can turn your morning into dancing. You have access to the one who can turn your joys into sorrows. You have access. Somebody say, I have access. I have access. I have access. I have access. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. Say, my death, my life is in the power of my tongue. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. If you have the faith of the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, <laughs> you can say to those enemies, you can say to that lack, you can say to that spirit of poverty, poverty, if you have the faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to those enemies, be removed, and they will be moved into the midst of the sea. There were some things, there were some things that happened to you in your life. Y'all listen to me. There were some things that happened in your life before you really knew yourself. There were some things that were spoken over your life that were intended to have a negative impact on your life and your destiny that you had no control over. There have been attacks. Y'all listen carefully now. There have been attacks on your life from a very young age. Hallelujah. When you didn't know how to address them. Let that sink in. Because there is nobody in here who at a young age, well, maybe I shouldn't say nobody in here because I don't know your young ages, but I guarantee you for 99% of us in here at a very young age, some stuff happened to us that we had no control over. Sometimes when parents do their very best to protect their children, things still happen.
you may be still dealing with the effects of some of those attacks today and you can't seem to get a handle on it. You may be having feelings and urges to do things that are not in the will of God or the plan of God for your life. And the enemy has said to you, go ahead and live your life. Be happy. Live your life. That's the way God created you. But then when you look at yourself, you see God didn't create you that way. But the enemy has said, the enemy has said, you were born that way. So live that life. That's the, that's the philosophy of the times that we're in. Be happy. Somebody tell me, don't be bringing negativity in my space. When I speak the word of God to you, I'm not bringing negativity in your space. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Not what the government legislates. It doesn't make you free. It does not make you free. Not what Oprah says. Not what Dr. Phil says. That does not make you free. It is what God has said in his word because God does not make mistakes. And much of what we deal with in adulthood comes as a result of what may have happened to us in childhood. Or what was spoken over us. Or what the enemy has desired to do to us. <sighs> Listen carefully. Because we are adopting things and we are submitting to things that we should not be willing to submit to. We need to disappoint our enemy because the enemy has a plan. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and we need to disappoint him. We need to say, you're not going to kill me. I'm not talking about physical life right now. You're not going to destroy my destiny. You're not going to destroy my hopes and my dreams. You're not going to stop me from being who God created me to be. Amen? I'm a man, so you're not going to make me a woman. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm a woman. You're not going to make me a man. That's not the way God created me. I am not an alcoholic. I am not a drug addict. I'm not a pervert. You are not going to make me that. Are you hearing me? We need to disappoint the enemy. You see, because what's happening is we're not working. To, most of us, many, many people are not working to disappoint the enemy. Many people have submitted. Many people have said, oh, well, bring me a glass of lemonade. Because I bring me some iced tea and bring me a fan. Because this is the way I am, and I'm going to enjoy my life the way I am. It's time to disappoint. Tell your neighbor, it's time to disappoint your enemy. 
him. It's time to disappoint your enemy. It's time to prove that he is a liar and he is the father of lies. It's time to come out of your struggle. It's time to come out of your bondage. It's time, glory to God, to break free from your prison. It's time to stop that pain from ruling and ruining your life. It's time to break free. It's time to stop those midnight tears. Crying all night long. Oh yeah, you put on a good face when you get in front of people. Huh. And then if you get around people that make you feel comfortable in what you're doing, you feel good about that, but then you got to go home and you got to deal with the reality of the truth. You got to get by yourself and you got to deal with the reality of the truth. Because those folks that are speaking lies in your life, they are, they are the enemy, of, they, they, they are the agents of the enemy because they really intend to abort your destiny and they intend for you to end up in hell where the devil is. This passage speaks to all of this. Look at this. And remember, when you look at this, remember that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, profitable for reproof and for correction and instruction in righteousness. All scripture, all scripture, all scripture. Uh, that, and, and Paul said to Timothy that the man of God or the person of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works, completely furnished, fully furnished. So God wants you fully furnished. God wants you fully equipped for every good work and for all good works. He does. Amen. So God is speaking to us today because he wants this in our life. This, th these things in the Old Testament are shadows and types of things that are to come and, and, and can be very and are very prophetic even for us today. So look at this. The Bible says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable than his brothers. So what's happening here? Well, there is a genealogy being listed here. Okay, usually in a genealogy, there is a sequence of names, and you can see the connection between the sequence of names, one following the other, and they make the connection. Amen? And, and, and this is the way the passage starts. Um, and of course, you got to read you, you, to really get a full understanding of this, because in this particular passage of Scripture, some of these people are descendants of Caleb and not Judah, but there's a reason apparently that it's written this way. But this, it starts this way. The descendants of Judah, Perez, uh, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal, Reali, Ria, son of Shobal. So that's where genealogy will go. It will show you the connection. It will show you the connection, all right? Uh, but but when you look at Jabez, the passage before this in verse 7 says, The sons of Helah, Zerah, Zohar, Ifnan, and Koz, who was the father of Anub, and Hazababa, and of the clans of Aharhel, son of Huram. Jabez, there, there, no connection is made from Jabez to these other people. It's like Jabez just dropped into the passage out of nowhere. Sort of similar to how trouble comes sometimes. 
It just, just drops out of nowhere. You're just going down the road and all of a sudden it just drops. You say, where did that come from? Anybody ever had that experience? You know, you're just going through your day and you're just singing, oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. And then trouble just drops out of nowhere. You say, where did that come from? Yeah, just, 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 Jabez just drops into the passage, uh, just drops in. And, and, and in this text, since all scriptures God breathed, we know that Jabez is mentioned for a reason. Jabez is mentioned for a reason. In fact, out of all of the men in, in the genealogical records in First Chronicles, out of all, there are 600 men's names mentioned in First Chronicles. Jabez is singled out by God for special recognition. That recognition is Jabez is more honorable than his brothers. Why was Jabez more honorable? Why? Well, I, I, it doesn't tell us why, but I, 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 got, a, I, got, a, I got a revelation. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, probably because Jabez disappointed his enemies. Listen, he disappointed his enemies. Oh. He, he, the enemy that wanted to see him fail, the enemy that wanted his life to be filled with suffering and be filled with pain and be filled with lack and be filled with limitation, Jabez disappointed his enemies. The enemy that intended to destroy his destiny. How did he do it? How did he do it? I'm, I'm going to be done, believe me, in a few minutes, unless something else happens. Amen. <laughs> Jabez had the audacity <laughs> to pray and believe God. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> he had the audacity to pray, well, first of all, let me say, to have faith and to utilize his faith. He wasn't just walking around saying, I've got faith, but he utilized his faith. And he put his faith in the action, first of all, through praying. Even though his mother bore him in pain and named him pain and grief and everything that's associated with that, emotional pain, social pain, financial pain, political pain, Spiritual pain, anything that pain could encompass, she named him that. And his mother didn't know what she was doing, but his mother didn't also apparently didn't know what Jabez knew. So how did Jabez do what he did? Well, apparently, listen to me. Listen to what the Lord gave me. Apparently, Jabez paid attention to his teachers. Apparently, he paid attention to his teachers. I'm not, now, you got to remember that in Jewish society, education was in the confines of the faith. You know, you didn't just go to a public school and get your teaching at church. All right. You got your education starting right at home. 
And then as you grew older, you may have gone to the, to the, to the temple uh, uh, to, and sat under the priests or the scribes or what have you, and you would have learned. But education was in the confines of the faith. You would never, uh, in a Jewish home, not be taught about God, not be taught the history of God. And you're going to notice something in this passage of Scripture, okay? Uh, so he, he learned about Elohim, the God of Israel, okay? He, 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 he learned about the God of Israel. Amen? He, so, so he knew uh, what the God of Israel could do because he knew the record of what had been done. Okay? And this is why it's so important. If we're going to raise children in the faith, we need to start teaching them Scripture at home. If we're going to raise them to have a good foundation in the Lord, we can't leave uh, even up to the church to teach them, okay? And we definitely can't leave it to the school system to teach them. We have to have serious Bible studies right in our own houses so that our children know the Word of God and know the, the faith in which we stand. Amen. Now, I realize that, that many, most of us, our children are grown or almost grown, but we got some people whose children are not grown. We got some grandchildren that we have serious influence over. So we can't leave this up to anybody else. And sometimes we wonder why our children get so buck wild is maybe maybe that was a breakdown at home. Apparently, Jabez knew Elohim. This is significant. This is significant because if you have lived, if you've come, come up in life, and all you have known is what has been prophesied and spoken over you, and you know that your mother even spoke this, named you this. You, and, and now, for us, sometimes names don't mean too much. That's why some of us are name our children anything. I think some people just wake up and say, curtain walls. I'm going to name my child Kerwall. We'll just name our children anything. And, and hopefully for us people of color, hopefully we're, we've come to the realization now, and we need to speak this in our communities outside of those of us who are in church. We need to speak this in our communities that, that sometimes we are identified by our names when we apply for jobs and schools and what have you. They identify us, and sometimes applications just thrown right in the trash can because they don't intend to hire us because we identify by the names that we give our children. And hopefully, we've learned this. But for but but for for a Hebrew family, a name spoke destiny. A names names meant something. So you can read the Bible and you can go, you can look up what Abraham means. You can look up what Isaac means. You can, you can look up what Gabriel means. You can, you can look up what Ezekiel means. You can even find out what Gomer means. Do y'all know who Gomer was? Okay. So names meant something. All right. Okay, so, 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 so this, this mother, imagine this child has grown up with this all of his life, okay? But apparently, he paid attention to his teachers because 
there was something on the inside of him that says, no, nah, nah, not me. Not all of my life. Y'all in here this morning? Not all of my life. Not me. Will I be dealing with this? Okay. All right. He knew. He learned about Elohim, the God of Israel, and he knew what God was able to do. You remember the Hebrew boys that said, we're not going to bow because our God will deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, but even if he, he's able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, but even if he doesn't, we still won't bow. They knew what God was able to do, and their faith was based on what God was able to do. You need to know God. You need to know, I'm not talking about knowing about God. You need to know God. Don't make your life don't live your life where you put God over in the corner and you do everything else you want to do and you learn about everything else you want to learn about and then when trouble comes, here you come calling on God, calling on the church, calling on friends to pray for you. You know, when you should be on a daily basis developing your relationship with God, this is your responsibility to know him, to know the history to, I mean, you know, if you want to know what God is able to do, get in this Bible. You're going through something and you feel like you can't be free from it? Then just read what he did to the man by the name of, whose name was Legion. Living in a cemetery. Out of his mind. Folk didn't want to have anything to do with him. Jesus said, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion because there are many of us. The man didn't even answer for himself. The demons answered. Let me tell you something. We're meeting people today where the demons are answering. We're meeting people today and we're asking them about themselves and about their situations and demons are answering. Because they've become part and parcel with the demon. Rather than disappointing the enemy, they have embraced the enemy and everything that the enemy has brought in their lives. Ooh. Jabez knew his God and the God of Israel. And <laughs> I said he knew what God was able to do. You notice it didn't say he cried out to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He cried out to the God of Israel. So you got to ask yourself the question, why was it crying out to the God of Israel so significant? Well, when do we meet God as the God of Israel? What, 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 what significance does Israel have? Because at first, it was not Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. It was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But there was a time when Jacob, Jacob had a struggle with the Lord. And he wrestled with the Lord all night long and found favor with God. And God changed his name. I said, God changed his name. Which meant God changed his destiny. So when, when Jabez was looking at himself and, 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 and hearing uh, lack and hearing suffering and hearing pain, he 
thought about the God who changed Jacob's name, the God who changed Jacob's destiny, the God who, 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 who changed Jacob's future. And, and I'm sure in Jabez, Jabez said, if God could do it for Jacob, God can do it for me. So he didn't call out to the God of Jacob. He called out to the God who's able to change his name and change his circumstance and change his situation. That's why I said he had the audacity. I tell you what audacity meant last week. He had the boldness. He had the guts. So I want this for me. I want this for me. Sometimes I look at people. I don't know if I'm talking about anybody here today or not. So, 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 just know I'm not talking about you if I'm talking about you. All right. You know, sometimes I look at people who are struggling financially and struggling to get jobs. You know, and you know, and 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 they're saying I can't find a job here. I can't find a job there. And I'm saying to myself. There are jobs out here. What have you embraced? What's the attitude of your mind? That's just a minor situation. You know? Because I'm like this. If I need some money and McDonald's got a job, I'm not going to be too proud to go to McDonald's and get me a job because I know it's temporary. Are you hearing me? Does that make sense? It does not mean that, that McDonald's defines me. I mean, you can come into McDonald's and say, oh, what is Bishop doing working at McDonald's? You can talk about me. You can, you can scandalize my name. But if I'm paying my bills for McDonald's, talk about me all you want to talk about me. Are you hearing me? You know, you know I might need a car. And I can't afford a 2018 BMW. But give me a 1999 Volkswagen if that's all I can afford so I can get back and forth to my job. Because that Volkswagen does not define me. It's just temporary to get me to where I need to get to. My God defines me. My relationship with God defines me. Yeah, he had the audacity to pray. Do you have the audacity to pray? And listen to what he prayed. You know, I love the song, and I asked Brother Kenton to, 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 uh, to, 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 to do that song because the Lord has been speaking to him about this message. But listen to what Jabez prays. It was a very strategic prayer. It was very strategic. Okay, first of all, Jabez says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. You know, the song really focuses on enlarge my territory. And I know what we be thinking about today when it says enlarge my territory. You know, we want a bigger house. We want a bigger car. We want bigger, you know, bigger, 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 bigger. <laughs> but he started out with saying, Lord, bless me for sure. Lord, bless me of a surety. to bless me uh, with a guaranteed blessing. God, I cannot afford to live under this prophetic name all of my life. There is more for me. So bless me, Lord, and enlarge my territory. 
when you look at the, 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 the word there for name there for, for enlarge, it means doesn't mean increase, it, but it also means become powerful, you know. Now, when you study the history of Israel and you see them going into the promised land, somebody say going into the promised land. They're given property. They're given land. So when he prays, Lord, enlarge my territory, in the natural, you could be talking about, I've been put in this small box. Okay? There are boundaries around me. There are limitations around me where I am right now. Somebody say, where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. But God, I know that, that, that where I am now is, is, is not where you intend for me to be. There, there are limitations around me right now. I'm struggling with this right now, God. Amen. I'm facing a mountain right now, God. But, but I'm going to be like Caleb and say, get me the mountain because I'm well able. Uh, I, I understand who I am. I understand what I have in you. I understand the resource I have in you. So, so even though, even though uh, this mountain is before me, I can take that mountain and I can prosper on the mountain. But God, enlarge my territory. Remove these limits from around me. Remove these boundaries. He was very strategic. I'm almost done. Let your hand be upon me. So Lord, let your hand be upon me or be with me. So, so God, as you enlarge my territory, don't leave me here alone. I, I need you, Lord. I need your powerful hand. To say the, the, the hand of the Lord is to say, God, let your power be on me. Let your powerful hand guide me. Let your powerful hand direct me. This is totally contrary to being directed by your own mind. It's totally contrary from being directed by your own emotions. It's totally contrary to being directed by the philosophies of the time. You want God's wisdom. You want God's guidance. You want God's inspiration in your life. Let your hand, I tell you, his prayer was very strategic. He just didn't pray anything. that you will keep me from hurt and harm. This thing has been spoken over my life. But Lord, if you bless me and enlarge my territory and let your hand be with me, you can keep me from harm. You can keep me from wickedness. You can keep me from misfortune. You can keep me from disaster. Lord, if you are with me, oh, Lord. And he had the audacity to believe what he asked God for. And God, and God, and God, and God, God. granted, his request. Ooh. And guess who was disappointed? I'm done.
Well, I, th- I said I was done. But I need to say this. You got to realize this. You got to realize who your enemy is. You really have to realize who your enemy is. And you got to realize who wants the best out of your life. If you never realize who the enemy is, you will never strive to disappoint him. How many people are suffering today because they embraced what the enemy was doing in their lives? Never really recognizing, never really recognizing the hand of the enemy, the schemes and the tricks and the attacks of the enemy. They said, oh, well, this is just the way it is. submitted to it. This is not being super religious because all of us have had struggles in our lives. All of us have struggled. All of us have faced limitations. All of us have had stuff happen to us, many of us. The number of children that have been sexually molested, some have never told anybody about it. And they grow up facing things in life that they didn't ask for. But you got to get to the point that you realize this is not for me. God has more for me. My wife said she was coming out of Belk yesterday and a little girl, little girl, urinated on herself, and a mother yelled at her. Tell her, who do you think you are? Whose car you think you're going to get in? You're disappointing. You're nothing. Little child. Can you imagine that the girl probably didn't ask her mama to go to the bathroom because of the way her mama had treated her before she got to that point? things happen if this message is not for you it's for somebody you know you got to tell them they need to disappoint their enemy stop accepting what the enemy is doing that's contrary to the will of God in your life stop embracing things that's contrary to the will of God because God is holy. God is not going to change just because you feel a certain way. But he's given you his spirit so that you can change to be like him. And we have to stop facilitating stuff. That's why Paul had the wisdom to say, if eating meat offends my brother, I won't eat meat. So if talking about my sister or my brother is offending my child, I'm going to stop talking about my sister and my brother in front of my little child. Matter of fact, I'm going to just stop doing it all together because there are better things to talk about than to talk about your business. 
have to start facilitating stuff. Satan is stealing, he's killing, and he's destroying. And people are jumping on the bandwagon. People are jumping on the bandwagon. Let's stand.